Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was rainy and a little, I kept my little mountain, mountain guy with me. Joseph's calling. Yeah. Aloha. Is this Joseph? Hey, Cindy. Hello. Hey. Aloha. How are you doing? Aloha. It's always so great to hear your voice. You know, Joseph Rosendo's just got this, you got a magnetic loving energy about you, Joseph. And it's, I always look forward to you calling. I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Kathy Takushi. Hi, Joseph. Oh, and, great. And you know what? I have been watching the latest series on um, PBS on Saturday night and uh-huh. really enjoying. This is the 10th in the series, and I, right. think, I think it might be your best, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. We were pretty excited by the destinations we covered, um, Cambodia, um, two shows on Cambodia and Vietnam, and then um, a show on, on uh, Myanmar, Burma, and, uh, and then um, the show on... Um, on Taiwan, also our our Christmas roundup from uh, new new stuff, and then uh, a a relook at some Christmas uh, uh, shows that we did in um, in, throughout the years. So uh, we we thought it was a nice mix of shows, and particularly we're excited by the destinations that we were able to cover, um, such as uh, more exotic ones that people might think of, such as Myanmar and um, and the other, uh, and, and Cambodia and Vietnam. And we actually had, have uh, have uh, done a, a trip on our own, own scouting trip to Vietnam a couple of times, and we really do love the country and we love the people, and it, it's something that we really wanted to be able to, to promote and, and, and direct people's attention to. Well, you know, I, I, I am in awe of the quality of the work, um, and you keep improving the cameras and and the, your your crew just get great beautiful shots some of the shots in Myanmar the temples in Cambodia and and uh, we're just and oh and I love that whole Matsu festival I had no idea about it so and again congratulations you got this more awards more awards uh, a special award from um the Taiwan uh tourist uh, group the vice president awarded you with a special award this year Right. We've had uh, several awards from Taiwan, from Taiwan Tourism, for, uh, you know, the quality of our work and, and our, of course, our, our the different kinds of, of, of video that we've, I mean, the different kinds of show we've shot that has helped promote uh, travel to the country. But uh, this one was a very special one. It's uh, above and beyond the Call of Duty kind of an award mm-hmm. uh, given by the vice president of the country, and that was it was really wonderful to be a part of that and to be able and the it was wonderful to have the opportunity to speak to the um, hundreds of people that were gathered there and uh, and express our our goals as um, a, a US production crew and and a PBS television show and also to um, to once again point out the many attractions of the country of Taiwan and it's, it's it truly is a fascinating country it keeps us fascinated as you mentioned, we did the Matsu Festival this year. We went to the uh, the Matsu Islands uh, off the coast of China. It's actually closer to China than it is to Taiwan, and, and of course that comes with its difficulties since they're constantly being threatened by China since the um, well since 1949. I was shocked and by a fact you mentioned in one of the shows that one of the islands you went to was just 10 miles. If I heard you correctly, you said 10 miles from China. Ten miles from China, hundred miles from the island of Taiwan itself. So we're wow. much, much closer to Taiwan. 
to China. China. And this was an island that had been completely fortified and was mostly um, a military base. It still does have military on it, but in the course of the last five years, uh, the Taiwanese government has uh, relaxed that aspect of it <clears throat> uh, and has uh, started promoting it. Uh, some of its other attractions and the attractions for tourists. And, mm-hmm. and that was wonderful to go to the island named after the goddess of the sea, Matsu, who is a very oh. important deity. I'd never and, uh, ever heard of Matsu before, and I, it was huge. The festival you did, I couldn't oh, believe yeah. how so big were, this festival was. And we came was. back to the, the mainland for their annual uh, Matsu pilgrimage, mm-hmm. which is about a million people walk for nine days throughout wow. the country visiting different um, temples and getting blessed, of course, and and getting um, su- souvenirs, if you will, but basically uh, symbols that they have, atten- have have done the walk and have uh, have gone and visited the different temples, and you know they're following Matsu on this pilgrimage to her home uh, temple uh, up near nearer to Taipei, and so yeah, that's a, that's an amazing festival. Oh yeah, I mean I saw yeah, largest, I love uh, that. That shot that you had of the people actually waiting in line to lay down on the ground so that the people who are carrying the Matsu statue will actually they walk right over it. They they have that statue going right over their heads, and they lay on the ground, and it's like they wait for hours just to get that opportunity. Right. Yeah, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to experience that, too. Yes, we um, the, uh, the Matsu icon is carried on a sedan chair type of an uh, uh, apparatus and so we're able as people that are participating in the festival to kneel underneath and they'll they'll carry the the sedan chair over you and and that's a blessing of course and uh, but one of the main things that are wonderful about that festival is that uh, the people along the route uh, the homes uh, the businesses along the route open their doors to the, the, the pilgrims so uh, give them places to sleep, uh, supply them with food and water, and, uh, you know, and of course, cheer them on. Uh, and so that was really, and all that is, you know, without any kind of charge or anything. Uh, and they really go out of their way to, to accommodate the pilgrims. There are stops along, rest stops mm. along the way. And that was really one of the, and that's also in the show, in the Matsu Festival part of that show, uh, where we visited, go go to one of the large tents where a whole group of volunteers have produced, uh, are producing food to feed mm. 10,000 people, I mean, over the course of the day. Wow. It's quite, uh, and that outpouring of love and and uh, and togetherness and, and, and community and uh, is really extraordinary. And, and of course, the, it's all wrapped around the devotion to the deity Matsu, but it's more of a culture. As with most things Taiwanese, uh, the culture, the cultural experience takes precedent over everything else. So it's really something that people do as part of their heritage and as part of their culture. And it's a cultural celebration as much as it is one of the largest religious processions in the world. It's, it's quite an extraordinary thing to and see. You, and it, it's got so many elements. It's yeah. almost like being at a, at a Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's dancing, there's music, uh, there's fireworks, tons of fireworks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's just extraordinary. It's just every, uh, people, booths, uh, food booths, and and places you can get massages. and <laughs> It's it's just one. It's like it's just like Taiwan. It's very multi. 
multifaceted and multi-experiential. Uh, uh, so I, I had it, never, ever heard of it before, and I follow, you know, I'm a, I follow on the spiritual path, and I love sure. Mother Mary, and it, there was kind of elements of, of Kuan Yin and elements of Mother Mary, but it's Komatsu, mm-hmm. and I've never, ever heard of it. What people might really want to go, What when when is it always held at a certain time of year, at a certain date, or is it change? Yes, it's connected to the lunar, and it's kind of part of the Chinese New Year's lunar uh calendar it follows the lunar calendar I believe, mm-hmm. I believe it's in the spring every year mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm, I right off the top of my head I can't tell you that for a fact but mm-hmm. I know um, that's that's that seems what, what I'm recalling well now. I I and, would uh, after seeing it I thought what a lifetime experience to see that to be a part of that fabulous. to be a part of it you know too because you go I mean as a visitor you can visit the temples and you get you know you get your you have your flag, and they they, they tie on these uh, banners, uh, little paper banners that they each of the temples stamp, so you show that you went to that temple, and uh, and just the camaraderie and everybody is so up and 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 you know just happy. It's yeah. just it's really wonderful. You know, there's not you know there's not the kind of wild and crazy party that we might that you could imagine here if something like that was to be taking taking on i mean it's really spiritually based yeah so it's uh it's got that aura about it people like some kind of well it's a pilgrimage and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is and i could see the joy in your face you have this ability joseph to to really make connection with people you're such a people person Thank and you. and that energy of the joy, you know, is really a contagious, I think, around the people that you meet, no matter where you go. And, and I have to say, in Myanmar, I mean, I have friends that have gone there, and we've talked to people who've been there, but I had never seen the beauty of some of those temples, like some of the shots you got uh, were just, I have to give it to your, your camera people, got gorgeous shots. Yes, you know, we were there about a year ago, and... Uh, um, uh, but Myanmar is an eye-opening experience, certainly, uh, in many aspects. But but certainly uh, from the, the 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 structural beauty of all the pagodas, the land of pagodas. There's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of pagodas, yeah. probably thirty to forty thousand pagodas, and um, and some all of them have long and colorful histories, and you can be on the Bagan Plain. There's ten thousand. 10 to 20,000 pagodas. People don't even know how many pagodas they are. Yeah. And some of them are extraordinary, and, you know, they have a, a history behind it, and, and, and you go, some of them you go for the sunrise, some of them you go for the sunset. Uh, and it's just, and you're just driving through the countryside, and there's pagodas <laughs> after pagodas <laughs> after pagodas. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it, it's, I like to say, what I've discovered about Burma slash Myanmar, and by the way, both names are, okay uh-huh. uh it's not, not they they changed the name but they didn't do away with burma either so people could still refer to the country as burma and and uh but one of the things uh, really really struck me uh, i like to call it india light because mm. uh mm-hmm. all of the india is a wild and crazy place to travel in and filled with you know i think in three blocks you'll have 33 things happen to you that have never you've never experienced in your life you know you'll see hear smell feel all these all all of it full range the good the bad the ugly uh Myanmar has that intensity of things happening and um and things new things happening and having experiences on the full spectrum emotional emotional experiences 
but it's just not doesn't have as many people, so it's not completely mm-hmm. overwhelming, and they're not as used to tourists. So you're they're still very much uh, uh, not over not not you don't get the feeling that you do in India, which is sometimes you, that you're on the verge of being overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the masses of people and their situation. In in Burma, people are much more have 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 persisted and sustained themselves through so many things, so many wars, and so you know the military rule that's there now, and now there's a division in the country between the Muslim and the Buddhist. Have you, did you sense all, that? Because that's a, that's a big controversy, and yeah. I have friends who say, you know, I go, How, Buddhists are supposed to be peaceful. How could they be? Threatening and right. killing people, the Muslims, and then, then people who I know say, well, they just don't want the Muslims there, and the Muslims say, how? I, I don't know, what did, you, what did you get the sense of that? Because I'm really confused about that whole well, situation. Know, it's, a, it's a controversial thing that we, uh, you know, uh, we, we feel, of course, you know, like Mark Twain, that travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, mm-hmm. and that it's always best to travel yep. and to go to places and to have your presence be known. And, and be felt, and to be able to try to be a positive influence in wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, of course, possible to make a statement and refuse to go because there's difficulties in countries. Of course, if, if you did that, if we did that, there would be lots of places that you would not be able to go, and, most, and, <clears throat> and one of them would be the United States. Yes, uh, If absolutely. you had a problem with that. <laughs> uh, so um, if you have the problem with, you know, human rights issues and that kinds of things. But um, as travelers and knowing the power of travel, we know by our presence and our, uh, our perspective on things that we bring when we travel, if you travel responsibly travel, if you, if you travel with an open heart, an open mind, uh, you're able to make a difference in mm-hmm. people's view, certainly of you and of other Americans, but you also have an opportunity to, to talk to people about their, where they're coming from as well. So um, we went to Myanmar with knowledge of some of the things that were going on in Myanmar and felt that that was the decision to make. Mm-hmm. And 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 we never feel that people should lock themselves out from experiences that have to do with different cultures and that mm-hmm. that 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 includes places like Cuba for instance which mm-hmm. you know I'm a big fan of people traveling to Cuba and you know the communist other communist countries or com- countries that we don't agree with them such as China mm-hmm. and other places um so we went to Myanmar, and uh, we were uh, we were never confronted with that issue mm-hmm. uh, on our travels. Mm-hmm. We were never we were never confronted with uh, the kinds of things that you read in the paper, which are taking place up in the north mm-hmm. and along the borders. Uh, where we went, we went to Yangon, and we went to um, uh, we went to uh, Mandalay. And, uh, and followed the Irrawaddy River. Mm-hmm. And the people along the river are still very much cut off from a lot of the stuff going on in the cities and in other parts of the country. Um, doesn't mean that they're not... And, and, and so their job, and you could see it, is to persist, to persevere, and to survive. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a relatively poor country, and... People are making their living any way they can, uh, uh, but they're doing quite well 
on many levels and, and, and surviving and prospering on many levels. Uh, their government has been a problem for a long, long time. We were all hoping that uh, democracy was, was coming, in, uh, coming to the country. And, uh, and it's, it, for certain people, it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the, uh, the situation in many parts of the world, that there are some people that are doing all right, but for many people, they're not doing all right. And that's, I think, true in our country as well. Well, that's um, no, you're absolutely correct. And that is always something I know you, you encourage, and Peter Greenberg and others, is, is do keep an open mind. And I, I know you close every show with that wonderful quote from Mark Twain, and, and that you certainly live by it. And, and when I think of, you know, you're over 265 million viewers, and you're on over 500 PBS stations, that attitude you carry, you are indeed someone who is breaking down those prejudices and opening the doors and helping more people to be open to travel to places like that when they see the reality of how amazing they are. Yeah. yeah it's a, I mean, the reality of people on a one-to-one basis is always uh, a positive experience, uh, in, my, in my experience, always mm-hmm. a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Dealing in people with you know, groups and, pre- and, and, and uh, just kind of sweeping generalizations about who they are and what they are about is uh, always a, a losing proposition for you and for everybody. You know, we're, we're, this year we're working on season 11 now. We, we're, we're working to do a show in Malaysia. Uh, and, and, we, and, and we specifically wanted to travel to uh, Islamic countries. Mm-hmm. Because we felt we had something to, we will have something to add there. Yes, we'll, it will, I've been to Malaysia before years mm-hmm. ago, right after 9/11, as a matter of fact, and um, I went to Malaysia then and found it to be a fast, fascinating country, a, a quite diverse country, and a quite um, a, a country that is very, pretty much open to uh, allowing other people to have their religions, even though the the, the official religion. Of Malaysia, I mean, uh, and Malaysia is Islam, mm-hmm. uh, but but we're going there to to be a part of that, and um, through that, hoping to bring the same kind of sensitivity and sensibility that we bring to all of our shows, and also be a conduit and uh, for our viewers, our mm-hmm. U.S. viewers, so that they can have a a perspective. Uh, you know, a, a truthful perspective on on the people that we will encounter, and, and that's who they will encounter. And I think they'll have a, a, if I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I've been in in Malaysia, the, the kind of welcome that we received right after 9/11 was uh, quite uh, amazing, uh, quite amazing, quite wonderful and touching. And um, I expect the same on this coming upcoming trip to Malaysia. Well, I don't know how you quite do it. I, I was looking at, at all the – you have a great website, and I really encourage everyone to go. It looks like you've updated and have some great photos and yeah, we have. videos at Travelscope.net, right? Travelscope.net, exactly. And, Thank oh, my you. gosh, I really encourage – because I just looked at the picture and going, how do they get – I mean, there's probably some of the best pictures I've ever seen on the Internet there. I mean, Thank really you. clear views, and you can actually watch some of these episodes and – you can see all the crew people. You really give honor to everyone, including your wonderful wife, Julie, and all the camera people. Everything, all the information is there. And, mm-hmm. and it's a way of people really, um, you know, kind of following you closely. Right. And, and, being and we'd a- love them to follow us because there are opportunities. You know, you said a very nice thing earlier in the, our, our interview here uh, about um, being open to other people and, and that that's what you feel about 
me as mm -hmm. uh, as a host and as uh, from watching the show is that I'm, I I make myself accessible to people and it's and it's wonderful. Uh, I would love to have them follow us on at travelscope.net and you know subscribe to our, uh, our blogs and our our podcasts because they can keep uh, they can keep abreast of where we're traveling. I just came back from uh, doing a uh, an hour presentation and meeting viewers and. Uh, talking about travel as a life-changing experience in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And mm -hmm. earlier in the year, we were in uh, New York for the New York Times Travel Show. In Las Vegas, I was at uh, uh, the An Age Well Expo, so I got to um, promote uh, travel as a way to stay young and healthy. Uh, yes. So, uh, yes. As well as do what I always do, which is talk about travel as a life-changing experience and 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 the difference between mind-boggling experiences that are eye-catching and you know, um, you know but that and something that really does make a difference in your life for the rest of your life and travel has the power of doing that and there are places that i've traveled that have done that for me and um myanmar is certainly up on that list mm. as places that ha i were able to get uh perspective so if they follow us at travelscope.net they can keep abreast of where I am and what's going on, because I'd love to meet uh, your, your viewers, your your listeners, and and, and my viewers. Uh, mm -hmm. I love to meet them live and in person. And the so magazine you have there is there too, an excellent magazine with Thank great you. great articles. I, I'd like to just real briefly here talk about um, the aging, because this you know baby boomers, and I guess you and I are, are part of that. I mean, there's a lot of people retiring now that love to travel. And yet, uh -huh. you kind of wonder. It's like, well, does it is is it difficult? Do you do you get to the point where you know? Do you have to get extra travel insurance and things like that? There's a lot of things. To, what kind of questions came up from that um, part you were in Las Vegas that talk about aging and traveling? Well, it must have been interesting to hear what people were was afraid of, or what they liked, and what they felt about it. Well, what what I talked about, and the fact that they were at Age Age Well Expo which had a travel component to it now for the first time. It's been going on for several years. It is something I, I wanted to highlight that great travelers always are, and that are that is lifelong learners. And mm -hmm. that's what my PBS viewers are, lifelong learners. That's how they're described by, um, by PBS themselves, that our, our, our viewers are lifelong learners. And being a lifelong learner keeps you young and vital and a part of the world and keeps you emotionally engaged and i think people um get old and get separated and get um get feel feel uh, uh, left out mm. uh when they're not engaged in what in in, in interacting with people mm. and um that is what that's what the most of the people i talked to there was my job was to motivate them to do what in whatever kind of travel they could afford or whatever kind of travel they're capable of physically to keep engaged in other people and what's wonderful about foreign travel is that you get engaged in another culture which gives you a different perspective on your life and when that alone can alter your own path mm -hmm. towards fulfilling your potential and giving your life meaning, and that's maybe a heavy uh, definition. And it may it may sound heavy, but it is heavy. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I believe like with with uh, Bob Dylan that he not busy being born is being dying is dying, mm -hmm. and 
if we want to stay young and healthy and vital, we need to be engaged. And it starts at home. It starts in our communities. That's why in my presentations I always, I have for many years, highlighted my experience in Rwanda where I discovered Umaganda, which was community work that the Rwandans were doing in order to heal the divisions that had caused this horrific mm. genocide in 1994 where almost a million Rwandans were slaughtered practically by hand by their neighbors uh, in in a hundred days and the, and the government instituted programs that put people together working for a common good so so our traveling it all comes back home that the, the joy of traveling and, and the benefit of traveling particularly where you where things change your perspective is you bring all those lessons back to you, your daily life and that's I feel was what keeps us alive and happy and healthy and and uh, and, and gives and gives us longevity mm. is uh, and gives us really a, a fulfilling fulfilling lives is, wow. is that that connection so those are the kinds of things I talk to to the people at that uh, event and yes we talked there, there were other there were booths there which handled the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of traveling as you're older <laughs> and getting an insurance and of course you know to prepare yourself or to protect yourself against any eventuality and you know uh, tour companies that are making it possible for people to travel easier now I mean that the, this season 11 uh, season 10 shows that you're talking about uh, we were on a, a river cruise, a, ver- a very, a very nice river cruise mm-hmm. through the Irrawaddy and and on the Me- Mekong in Cambodia and Vietnam, and that's one way that mm-hmm. people who have means can travel comfortably. But but you know, there's been lots of ways for people oh. to travel comfortably, well, even bunched bus tours. I've run out of time, and it's always oh. so great. Yeah, to, we can talk to, for hours. Oh, I love talking to you. It's such a treat. I oh, thank I you. I I love you talking to, to you. You have to shut me up. I know. It's, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. Lots of love to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. 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 Bye. Okay.